I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Grab a slice of the epic podcast, don't stick it in your mouth, put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Podcast, episode 29. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I am your other, other host, Charles Stunning. Hello, Internet. It's it's it, it's the new year. This is our first podcast after the new year. Yeah. It's yeah. the best 1997 yet. <laughs> in case the listeners weren't aware, uh, Schaefer actually lives perpetually in 1997. It's like 50 first dates, but... Drew Barrymore was It cuter. was the golden age of man. Boogie Nights came out, and that's the only thing that I can think of <laughs> off the top of my head to tie us to 1997. Uh, uh, so did, it's been it's been about roughly about 30 days since uh, we've been in the same room at the same time. We've it's been, all gone to rehab, and we've come back clean. <laughs> yes, right. it has been 30 days since the last installment of our monthly podcast. Right. Yeah. Uh, and but now we've relapsed. Into the podcast? Is yes. It? All right. This is, this is maybe I need a, the worst I need a 12 step program to wean myself off this podcast. <laughs> Hi, my uh, name is Charles and I'm a podcaster. Goo. Hello, Chuck. Uh, so, uh, what's up, guys? How you been? Look at you, you scraggly beard motherfucker. It's Last- not scraggly. It's actually very well It's lush. It's a, you Thank have a, you, You have Chuck. a very you lush beard, actually. Shaper. Thank you so I'm, much. I'm, I'm actually quite envious. I'm going to grow uh, a beard in February. Jesus Christ! Uh, I I appreciate uh, the the compliment. I hate uh, it. I, uh, you, <laughs> I that's right. You actually love shaving. You no, I don't. I don't love shaving. I love being shaven. Oh, I love being clean shaved. I see. I don't I like see. having this. I just had a Why vision of somebody a like <laughs> somebody <laughs> some like servant like shaving Schaefer's face. The next upcoming rapper <laughs> who emails me and says, "Hey man, I'd love to do a track with you." That's going to be the internship program that they're going to join. <laughs> They have to fly to New York on their own dime, uh, shave me delicately. I have very yeah. sensitive skin. Sure. There's classical music playing in the background. A warm towel. And some point during it, I will freestyle the worst 16 you've ever heard into your iPhone, <laughs> and we'll call it a day. But thanks. Uh, why Why do you have a beard? Uh, if you hate it so much. The last time I grew a beard was eight years ago. Right. 
and I didn't have fond memories of it. I, I know that I've, <laughs> I've been very adamant about staying uh, clean shaven since then. Right. And I thought that since the beginning part of this year, uh, I'm not doing any shows or traveling. I would enjoy seeing how the other half lives. The other half being those who do not care about their appearance. <laughs> and I thought I would give it. Okay. Look, that's that, not fair. That's that, not fair. That there are, there are a lot hair. of very handsome. And look, I've become kind of a beard creep because right. I didn't, I didn't know how to maintain a beard or where to cut it or anything. So I've been like creeping on guys on the subway and checking out their beards and try and take notes of how everybody maintains them or trims them. Please I, tell me you harass them. No, I just look at them. Thank uh, you. Usually too long. That was sarcasm. past the point where they catch Please, me. Harass no one. The bearded, leering. the non-bearded. Just leave. Just leave everyone alone. But I in find public, in, in most. In a lot of, I, I feel, I, I think that they're, I think beards look nice. I think they yeah. can look nice if, yeah. if yes. they're, if they're, if they're up, kept correctly. Yeah. But I find so many people in New York City that I see with beards, it's, they look like they've given up. <laughs> like it's an excuse to not, to like cut one thing off of the list of personal upkeep. And I didn't, I didn't want to look. You know, I, I. I, I sport a beard, or I have been sporting a beard for quite some time now. And I have to admit, that's how it started. I just stopped shaving because I stopped caring. And then somewhere along the line, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I actually look really good with a beard. And so uh, I've actually been been uh, quite uh, um, on top of the upkeep and the sort of personal grooming it takes to have a beard. So I have something that I would like to add as as a young lady. Oh, please. I do like a beard. Huh. I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm I'm big about the beards. There's something about it. Yeah. Even I, even if they're Because the I understand it can is, go the other the way. What about, it can be yeah. too meticulous. What about a hobo yes. beard? Is it a purposeful hobo beard? No, it's more like an ironic uh, uh hobo beard. I'm sorry. You got to take care of the beard. All right. It's got to so, be it's got to be like a good beard. I'm not talking about like Ian McKellen and King Lear beard. I don't like that beard because right. that beard's like crazy. Sure. But like, but so but, the, but you like, also don't like the sort of you know meticulously no if, manicured if we're gonna, beard. If either. we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna go the opposite of that, um, whoever that character was in the Hunger Games with that beard, <laughs> like that's too far. <laughs> right. Like somewhere in between. Like both of you, I'm gonna give you like. A plus approval on your beards. Oh, thank you. You right. guys are you're you guys are bearding well. I want to get a picture and post it on the internet and just be like, "This is how you beard." Well, I'm guys. just I'm just really happy beard, that beard, you have beard. finally just kind this of given up any pretense that you just want to be like me, Schaefer. So you think that's what uh, this is about? Yeah, I think I think. Well, I think I I think it's very brave of you to okay. really just kind of acknowledge that you just want to be me. All right, listen, Jackass, and, uh, you are currently promoting a show, right? Your ongoing show at the Tank Theater. Sure. And you are using press photos right. that were taken years ago no, no, no. when you were clean shaven. I'm not using So people press look at these things and they go, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I didn't know. Those press photos were not uh, things I sent out. The Whatever reason, for I don't know why, but these these sites who are, are getting these press releases, they're being sent photos that, that have been approved by me and the theater mm -hmm. that have been taken within the last few months. And for whatever reason... Unbeknownst to me, they're mining my personal site or or social media for pictures that were taken 15 years ago. Are you not so you're not sending press ready photos with your press releases? Yes, I am. Oh. 
That's peculiar. It is peculiar. It was very peculiar. I'm like, ah, oh, that's okay. Like, like, like today, Theater Mania just posted something on their site, which is great. Um, but they're using a photo that that was taken of me 15 years ago. Ah, uh, uh, remember 15 years ago? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't either. Um, I think 15 years ago, I think I had just turned professional magician. Like literally, I, that was the year I decided. To start getting paid for you, what I do, you say the way like a person turns into a werewolf. It's not unsimilar. Okay. It's not a magician unsimilar. bit him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when the moon I'm was cursed. Next full, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm cursed. <laughs> See, uh, this is this is why I left as soon as uh, I saw David Copperfield because I didn't want to get bitten. I didn't want yeah. that fate. Actually, if if he dies, then all other magicians do return back to normal. Oh, basically. it's like uh, it's like Wolf Spain. <laughs> yes. Too bad he's immortal. <laughs> right. Womp, womp. Call that a um, placenta. So, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So don't fucking turn that shit around on me, son. It's not, I, 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 have, I didn't fall off the fucking marketing truck. I know what I'm doing. Okay. I will take back the snark I gave when you, you said that you were accusing me of trying to be like you. Right. And Thank I will you. refrain from using it back mm-hmm. when I talk about your narrative one-man show about all of your mental health issues. I'll, I'll keep that... Uh, Fair keep, enough. I'll keep that one in my pocket. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, See, I almost <laughs> thought it was going to be a kinder, gentler internet, and then it. Nope. And then fuck it really that. Wasn't. Nope. It was just nope. a, a more like white hot anger internet that's not yelling. 2015 it, is the year of the stick <laughs> that I hit you with. I, that wasn't very clear. I should have picked something like fist. <laughs> or, that's or not like, very clear either, actually. Or the, or the snake, because then you could threaten him with snakes. Oh, right. And like then, I do. Come on. How Does that still happen at home? Because you two live together. Yes. We'll, we we'll don't work. live no, together. No, hold on. No, he, yep. She, no. We are Look, roommates. Can we, he gets words so mean mad things. about this. I, he gets lost in the semantics. It's very weird. Um, you, the two of you non-romantically share an address. Yes. Yes. That is so much longer than saying you live together. Yeah. Words mean things. All right. Oh you guys God. are roommates. Right. Lord, it, it, Do you still menace him with the promise of snakes? All the time. It, it's it's an empty threat. She's Constantly. used it. She's she's the she's the roommate who cries snakes all too often. Oh my God! Now you're yeah. all like. Yeah, oh, now care. you feel all you have the sense of security because you think it's a joke. <laughs> no, it's an empty threat. Is, oh, she's yeah. going to shatter your psyche. No, it's things. an empty. The thing threat. is, I'm waiting for the right time. Which will when be he never. does when he does that that last. Thing <laughs> like what? I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet. How is this asshole as a roommate anyway? I, like, do we really need to talk about this? Surprisingly, this... never lived with him. I know, isn't that weird? How's that I've, surprising? I li- I've pretty much lived with everyone that you know is important to me. Over the years, I have never even given him a spare set of keys to my apartment. It's no. a, probably a good idea to yeah. have a, a close friend nearby. Yeah, who has that's a, true. I've never given him a spare set of keys. Yeah, I've never because asked I one. always thought. Well, you shouldn't. That, that's the thing that I would ask you. Hey, will you hold these keys for me right. in case I need them someday? Yeah. Uh, I've never done it because I always thought that if I did, one day I would come home <laughs> and he, uh, he would just live with me. Like, no, one day no. he'd be like, boom, things have changed. Uh, no. And he would start squatting here. <laughs> I mean, that's, not here, uh, at my apartment. Right, in the studio. Not in the studio. Not in the we, studio. Not in the well, studio. we all have apartment. keys to the studio. Right. right. Because Wait, you have studio. keys to the studio? Yes. I don't have keys to the studio. Anyway, back to this. That's because you lost it. How is uh, how is Nelson Lugo as a roommate? We don't uh, need to talk about this. But it's interesting. Yeah. Look, it Gotham interesting. is really good. We're done with that. Done how with is that. Nelson Lugo as a roommate? <laughs> well, we have been roommates since, since September. September. Yeah, yeah. And it, I have not murdered him yet, so True. that's good. 
Um, we barely see each other. It's really true. Uh, the the three of us, because there's a there's a, another young woman who right. is our roommate. She does not live with us apparently because of some antics. Um, <laughs> I live with her, and I accept that fully. She's, oh, and you don't? That's you're not uncomfortable. Yeah, saying I'm not that. uncomfortable with that huh. because because I am just comfortable as a human. words mean things. Anyway. Uh, the three of us share an abode, and we all have very different schedules, so we rarely see each other. Very rarely. So it was really funny, because we were getting ready to come over here to the studio to do the, the podcast, and suddenly all three of us were in the hallway, and our roommate, Kara, give it up for Kara, she's great. Whoop, whoop. Um, what up, Kara? What up, Kara? Uh, was like, oh my god, we're all here. And it's like, yeah, we are. But even when I am home, most of the time no one knows that I'm home because I'm just like in my room. Right. <laughs> just like it's, hanging out, watching anime, doing that thing. Yeah, actually, it's basically, it's, it's three people. Well, you're people. like all the way on the opposite end of the, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the east wing of the mansion. Yeah. Yes. Like the, uh, like, so far away. But we're all very private people yeah. and when and when we're at home we tend to just keep to ourselves yeah i threw a party once part. but they weren't there so i felt it was okay yeah hmm. yeah i rarely see anybody. it's not that they weren't invited it was just like there's gonna be a lot of people here and i'm already uncomfortable and i know most of these humans i just don't know how nelson and Kara are gonna take it they're both at work cool done <laughs> Yeah, so as a roommate, I'm perfect because I'm an... Absent. Absent. <laughs> That's excellent. I've never heard and rarely seen. Roommate I, I'm glad to hear such a good yeah. review of you as a roommate. But to as be honest... As opposed there, to having first-hand experience. There are a couple of times where, like, <laughs> he doesn't have to work. It's the weekend, and maybe I don't have to work. Right. And I'll, like, I'll, like, walk into, like, what I consider the studio space, which is, like, the room that's not the living room, but is, like, this free-for-all room. Like, my desk is there, and Nelson's desk is there, and there's some boxes from Kara. And I just, like, walk in holding my coffee, and I'm like, so, how's life? And it's kind of like uh, the podcast without without Schaefer and we're all nicer to each other. <laughs> kind of how it is. I'm... But, but some, listen, some Saturday, if you're not working, come over, have coffee with us. And by have coffee with us, I mean watch me drink all the coffee because no one else drinks coffee. I'm I don't drink coffee. Highly caffeinated. All oh, I'll, I'll have a pot in me before I come over. Good. Well, I, you can you can you know, split a pot with me. Terrific. We can we can like put straws in the pot and just drink like like we're Clint Barton. Crazy. See, she understands coffee in it's a way that you never have. I don't drink coffee. I know. I know. Uh, don't fucking judge me for not I'm, drinking coffee. I'm Why? just amazed that you're still alive. Wait, what? You know what? I actually am amazed that he's still alive as well. But see, I'm amazed you're amazed that he's still alive, that he's still alive for a, a reason that's probably different than my reason. <laughs> well. Mine is that he doesn't drink coffee, and yours is probably something really? more sinister. Based on all the shit that's happened to me, not drinking coffee is the reason you're wondering I'm still alive? No, mine mine is, that's like the Joel Schumacher version. I'm pretty sure. Mine's the Christopher Nolan version where it's grounded in like a gritty reality. And it mine's probably, much it, fucking darker. It probably involves me putting poisonous snakes in my, your bed. Mine would be like the David Lynch version. It is fucked up and confusing and you'll just walk Ooh. away feeling uncomfortable. Oh, I want it to be the Cronenberg version where it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but it's still weird, creepy sexual. <laughs> that is that, reminds is that his daughter? Me, wanted, are we... <coughs> He's sexing his daughter. I want to I, I, I say a thing, and everybody's not going to care because I just told this story on Facebook like half an hour ago. So Go. Oh. But I want to tell it again. So, Francine the Lucid Dream, right. one-time guest of this show. Right. Yeah. And the producer uh, of The Pink Room, which is a series of David Lynch-themed burlesque shows. Very right. cool. Um, she today 
texted me freaking out because she was walking on the street and she saw Julie Cruz. Who's Julie Cruz? Julie Cruz sang the song Falling from the Twin Peaks soundtrack and appeared in a number of episodes as the singer at the Roadhouse. She had blonde hair. What's the Roadhouse? It's a location in Twin Peaks, a television series from 25 years ago that you didn't watch. Got it. Okay. So she texted me freaking out because Julie Cruz, I'm also a big Twin Peaks fan, obviously. Obviously. Julie Cruz, f- furthermore, right. I already have Twin Peaks on the brain because I've been rewatching the series because- You're giving up for the show. In a week, yeah. uh, the fourth annual Miss Twin Peaks pageant, which is produced by The Pink Room, is happening and I'm hosting it. Just to make the connection a little deeper, Julie Cruz mm-hmm. was born in a tiny little rural Iowa town called Creston. Oh. Which is 20 miles from a tiny little rural town called Corning, which is where I was born and grew up. Mm-hmm. And- all of these things happened while I was picking up my Twin Peaks deputy uniform from the tailor who sewed my patches on the shoulders, which I am currently wearing. He's currently wearing. wearing. Yeah, you're currently wearing. You'll, you'll see in the show selfie in the show notes. And today, well, not the day you're listening to this, but the day we recorded it in the past. Today is David Lynch's birthday. Wait, today, the day that this drops or the day that we're... The right day, now. The, the day that we're the recording it. Like, speaking. right now, my butt is sitting on David Lynch's birthday. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to clarify that because time travel's very That's like a weird, sometimes. like, six degrees of Twin Peaks thing going on there. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So... Uh, so I guess if you're a fan of, of Twin Peaks and David Lynch... Which... All of that meant a whole lot to you. And nothing to Lugo... Why I never get to talk about Dave Lynch on this show? <laughs> you can talk I, about it. I'm well, just gonna drool and I tune watched out. Dune. Ooh, I did it. You're dead to me. Why? The spice will flow. Whatever. Don't care. She's dead to you because she watched Dune. No, you I just, like Dune. I just no. I, I am gonna put so many snakes in your bed, and half of them are gonna be poisoned. Wah wah. No, you won't. Um, I know where the pet store is in this neighborhood. They don't carry snakes. How do you know? You're allergic to they everything, do. pet. They sell very small snakes that mm-hmm. you can feed to your really big mice. <laughs> uh, Crickets and frogs. Crickets and frogs. Done. All right. Um, I think I think that's all the catching up. Oh, we didn't catch up at uh, all. We talked about my beard and David Lynch. Yeah. yeah. What have you been doing, what Dick? What are you up to, dude? Um, shit. I, I, I just clocked in. A uh, hundred and eight hours of Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> oh my god, I hate both of you so much. Uh, uh, I, I am, finished it. I am also holding my head and rolling my eyes, Chuck. Let's just keep this directed at Luke. Yeah, I know, but I'm, uh, I'm, I, you know, I I'm a, just gonna take a nap. I am just a twenty-fourth level, um, Elven uh, rogue. With a specialty in God. archery and artifice, and who's a wisecracking uh, uh, curmudgeon. I am crying over here. That's how bored I am. You asked, asshole. <sighs> Don't ask the question unless you want to know the answer. That's Chuck, all I'm saying. what have you been up to? I'm sure that the answer, is, the answer to that is going to be much more interesting. It. Well, I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, I've been I've been hustling, guys. I've been running, been running rampant. Um, uh, Afterbirth Monkeys done a lot of gigs. Uh, pretty much all of my gigs in January have been Afterbirth Monkey gigs, which has been lovely, but has also been not very lucrative because comedians don't pay other comedians. It's hard. Um, whatever. 
Uh, I actually just finished working on a spec for a feature horror film that I'm going to be in. Oh. Trey Cool. The uh, working title is The Restaurant. Uh, Spooky. I, yeah, it's it's gonna be. It, we did a we did a read through. That was the thing we were doing that one day. Oh, that, that was that read through that we did that at was a my weird, apartment. That was a weird day. I was coming home from from a thing, and I'm pretty sure it was work. Probably, and um, I'm coming home, and usually uh, I've come to expect nobody being around because mm-hmm. it's that I'm time of sure day. I sent you like a message. I was like, hey, we're doing a cold reading well, table. Yeah, reading. but I'm expecting like you know three or four people <laughs> sitting around. I walk in. No. Not only is there like a 150 people in that apartment but there's like a camera that's shooting it and there's like lights and sound equipment and and then i walk in and i'm like that's the last this is the last thing i I, i'm expecting to see and so i'm a little like freaked out about it Mm -hmm. and they all turn and then and then she's like oh that's my roommate and then somebody comes to me and says hey you want to read a part and i'm like no No! not at all which all that would have been left were the girl parts because i was the only female in the in the uh in the house that day so i read patriarchy all of the girl parts and i was good of course i was the best um but i will be playing a character who's a waitress at the restaurant in the feature but we did a spec uh, check it out. There will be a Kickstarter Indiegogo to help fund this uh, movie. It's going to be really weird. It's like John dies get, at the end. Do you get to meets... die? I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you. God. Well, if it's a horror movie, a lot of people die. You want to know the ending of a movie that hasn't been shot yet? How? Yeah. Wait, is, is your role the pivotal end role? End scene role? Luca. I feel like I don't. That's Luca. not the point. I'm just saying I'm going to be in a feature I want to know, yeah, I want to know the... if you die in the movie. That's a very simple question. How is that a spoiler? If it's a hard It's a movie, very simple question, but it's also the wrong one. Yeah. You, You're the wrong one. I know. Like, I'm just trying to explain the like the concept of it where it's like farcical. So you don't so you don't die in the movie. But like you survive. Culty, <laughs> but like So you survive. You're the, you're the fun. lead you're the lead and, role. And more importantly, yeah. more importantly, my bandmate, Mark Robert Turner. He's the killer. Plays. The killer. A bad guy. He plays the killer! He plays a bad guy, which the whole He's spec is to be a mostly him explaining the restaurant. The spec is great. The spec is fucking great. When it's up on Kickstarter, I'm going to freak out. It's so good. Yeah. Also, I got to throw blood at him, which was awesome. And uh, But he's so like Patrick Bateman- but he's so like adorable and handsome, and oh god, he kills me. He kills me. He's that's, insanely brilliant. That's how he. I feel like he is most of the time. Just, yeah, Mark Robert Turner. The Mark Robert Turner yeah. is is adorable and brilliant and funny. But there's a little Patrick Bateman. Oh, I'm with, a, I would Schaefer on this dark. one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes eye dark. contact hangs a little long, and you're like, <laughs> you've dismembered someone. I respect that. And I helped. You know that actually reminds me. I yeah, saw, it's gonna be really dope. Guys. I saw awesome. A, a I'm really, excited. Thank really you. Good horror I guess movie. I'm gonna be an actor again. Um, I saw a really good horror film um, not too long ago called The, the Baba Duke. I already um, knew. I already yeah. knew. We're gonna because we already Baba talked Duke about now. it. I know, and um, I'm. I already have nightmares because I listened to a section about it on NPR, and it was so terrifying. It's it's this it's this uh, Australian horror film. I'm gonna stop you right there. Uh, I it's my least favorite accent, so it would be hard for me to watch the film. Could I watch a dubbed version in English? 
Uh, Nelson and I will dub it for Shut you. Shut the Thank you. fuck up. Nelson is, will play the little boy and I'll so play the mom. This movie is so good and so scary and so creepy. It's the first horror movie that I've ever watched that actually has something absolutely profound and insightful to say about the nature of love and loss and depression. And it is heart-wrenching and and so fucking scary. I recommend, I recommend it's, it's got a limited theater run because it's one, because it's considered a, like a foreign art house film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there might not be a lot of theaters that are playing it. I know there's only two theaters in New York. Nighthawk's playing, playing it for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the one in Lincoln center is playing it. Mm-hmm. But if, but if there's a theater in whatever town you are listening to this podcast, just go and, and find it. I'm and pretty watch sure you it. can also download it for dollars. I was gonna say, if it's, oh, if really? It's, if it's playing yeah. at my favorite theater, which is Amazon Prime, then I would love to check it out. Oh, I don't Amazon think it's on Prime. Amazon Prime yet. Crap apples. Yeah. Um, also, um, I broke a Guinness Book World Record this Right, month. that's right. Oh, you that's were right. the longest variety, variety show. show. Which, oddly enough, was not the Afterbirth Monkey Rapture variety show, <laughs> which I always thought was the longest variety so, show. So what's the record? How long was it? Uh, four days. Four days? Four days, nonstop. Wow. Uh, Mark no, it, and I but, but it wasn't a, just you. No, it wasn't okay. just us. We, yeah. But I mean, I got a certificate and they spelled our band name wrong, which is the best. So it was Ardor Birth Monkey for some reason. Ardor Birth? Ardor Birth Monkey. That's funny. Oh, great. Uh, but That's they're sending funny. us another one, so we each get one. Oh, nice. Hopefully who get, mine who gets will to be... keep Ardor? Uh, and who gets to keep Afterbirth? Well, Mark took a Sharpie and fixed it, so... Oh. I know. I was like, I want that one. And Just was like fit. a psycho killer. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Calling of, you out, Mark Robert Turner. Of uh, all of us who actually would murder anyone, I'm pretty sure he would be least likely. Really? Or the, He would be most, most suspected, likely. but least likely because he's, he pretty much feels it's bad about It's always the everything. unsuspecting ones that are He's that a good first the... act ringer then. Yeah, he's, yes. he's the one that you're like, that guy totally did it. All and, the evidence is pointing to him, and like, then he dies. find out his like, alibi oh. is that he's been taking care of puppies at the animal shelter the whole time, oh. and you're like, aw, aw. And you yeah. feel like a sucker because you fell for that red herring. Yeah, he's the red herring. Baby, you're the red herring. <laughs> you're not even listening, but I love you. Um, I respect that about Mark or Robert Turner. That mm-hmm. he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I respect that about everyone who doesn't listen to this. I'd like to send out a shout out to everybody who doesn't listen to this program. Thank you. Which is the, for basically not the entirety of the world. I'm just spraying buckshot of shout outs into the ether that are landing on nobody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rest of you who listen, you're pretty cool too. Yeah. 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 Seymour Joe, what's up? Yeah. Seymour Joe. <laughs> Girl, you cute. Um, thank you for thank you for your uh, your wrap up of our wrap up on Facebook. It was really cute. Oh, she wrote she wrote a really wonderful wrap up of our yeah. wrap up, oh, which right. I thought was actually really a really clever way to sort of twist it. It was good. It was really uh, she, good. And and, and, and she kind of she gave us her wrap up while wrapping us up. It was mm-hmm. great. I can see Muldrow. Can you create a podcast? Because I would listen to your podcast. I would totally listen to see Muldrow's podcast. I know, right? Yeah. It would be. Adorable. I'm calling you out, Simuldro. <laughs> Make a podcast. Because I don't listen to enough podcasts, and that's right. a lie. I listen to all the podcasts. <clears throat> I recommend you doing it. And here's the thing. It may seem daunting at first, but 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 just remember this. No one will listen Literally to anybody can make a podcast. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> if you need proof, just, just keep listening because that's yeah. what we do. That's... And we are still, after 29 episodes, 29 episodes, two yeah. years, 
Oh, good gravy. One additional Oh, I'm sorry. Host. Almost three years. Almost three, yeah. Almost. We are uh, still... Yeah. Are we going to like, do something like big for our birthday this year? I like they brought me on to like help fix it, and I feel like I've just made it worse. You're, you're basically the baby that was added on in the sitcom to solve lagging <gasps> ratings. Oh, my God. I was ratings. the surprise pregnancy. Oh, it's like yeah. Junior all up in here. You're like, you're like Sam from Different Strokes. <laughs> yes. Is that reference land? <laughs> you are... I'm, we're in our 40s. I'm in my 20s. Okay. <laughs> Blood in the streets will never get along. Uh, I Someone told me that I was a millennial the other day. Are you? I didn't think I was. And they were like, you were born in the late 80s. You're a millennial. And I was like, no. You're more Generation Y than Yeah. Millennial. But someone was like, no, Generation Y is millennials. And I was like, I hate everything that you do as no, a person. No, millennials are like Whoever that was. I forgot who you were, but I'm mad at you still. Yeah. No. Millennials, yeah, late no. 90s. No, or yeah. like early 90s. Yeah. Well, no, because early 90s is still Generation Y. No, Because I looked at them and I was like, Reagan was fucking president when I was born. There is no way I get to be a millennial. It's not going to happen. No, that's, yeah. yeah no. Yeah. No, that person was smoking crack. That's a crack baby. Thank you. Yeah. Millennial crack baby. Go to hell, millennial <laughs> Millennials don't smoke crack. They do Molly. <laughs> or, or meth. I don't know what are the, what are the young kids doing today. I don't anymore? know. I don't speak their can we, crazy can we, language. Can we wrap this up before their, we actually have an opinion on youth culture? Speak please, or please. Or their kittens on the internet. Please. I just want to. I just want a rocking chair and a porch. I want uh, that too. I feel like that's a totally see, that's normal. What, hope. That's why we need to start like you know living together, Shaver, because I want. Uh, oh, uh, he's gonna live with you. Oh no, I'm gonna live with him. Just I'm roommates with you. This this is just a business agreement over here. <laughs> but with you me, he'll just... use the, he'll use the big language, the big boy yeah. language. Yeah. What are you gonna like? Give him a ring and some flowers and sweet talk him and whatever. I just might, Chuck. I just might. Well, good. I hope you're. Just well, someday so I, happy. Someday I may rent out the basement apartment to you in the house that I ultimately buy. <laughs> That'll be the closest we're going and to I be will to roommates. I'll take the, it. And I will write the theme song to that show. It's already been written. I also would not watch that show. This house will have no windows. <laughs> but it'll still be like three stories. That's the name of the show. This house will have no windows. <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> nights on NBC. <laughs> I'm writing the theme song, Asshat. Can we go to break now because we've devolved? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment.
Ladies and gentlemen, our guest on the program this month is Matt Storm, the creator of Crash Chords, a site that began as a music review blog and has since grown into two podcasts. Matt Storm, welcome to the program. Yay! Yay! I'm so happy you're here. I squealed inside. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. No, um, we know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that it's no. turned up to 11. We know. No, it's not just that. It's just, uh, 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 we get a, like an email from you every month basically <laughs> asking us when you could be on the podcast. Yep. Um, I'm pretty and sure it's that was about... like a Facebook message thread. Not even an email. Oh, it was, it's, it, it, it was direct access. I got a certified us. letter. Yeah. It was... Two episodes into the Epic Podcast. Matt yeah. Storm saying... I want to be. I want to be a guest on this show. I, I use the stamp uh, and everything. I think I got a postcard once. So there we go. He has. Yeah. He's contacted us, requesting to hang out with us. And it's been what two and a half years yes. of mm-hmm. podcasting that we've basically actively ignored him. Now in that uh, time, <laughs> all three of us, all three of us yeah. independently, yeah. have been guests on Crash Chords many times. I just want to say it. I barely have any say on who we bring on the show, and you have been on my list from the moment I became the other other host. Well, thank you. That's very sweet, Chuck. Uh, we ran out of ideas for hosts. <laughs> uh, well, so I, I love you too, Nelson. It's fine. I will continue to love you regardless of what you will. Uh, Matt, that's, but- <laughs> pretty much, that's pretty much what knowing Nelson Lugo is like. I will love you no matter what you will. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's why it hurts so yeah. much to live in my home now. Uh, Matt, uh, tell us a little about Crash Chords, about how it started, and uh, what and the two podcasts that now exist under the Crash Chords banner. So the origin story is actually kind of interesting. My uh, girlfriend at the time, Mary, who's still a good friend of mine, was in college, and um, I just finished school. She started an, a young adult blog for her writing course, and she's like, you like music, you should make a blog. You'd be good at it. And I was like, meh. Was this back when like everybody was just blogging about everything? Pretty much. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I can write about music. I like music, and I listen to a lot of it. And so I did two posts and then ignored it for a year. Because <laughs> I didn't know what the hell to do. You and like everybody else who started blogs back Which then. Which is yeah. the whole thing with blogs. Yeah. yeah. And then I went back about a year later and I was, it was, I was going through a tough time. That said relationship wasn't going as well. And so I was looking for something else to do. And um, I started doing short write-ups of music videos that I really enjoyed. Uh, describing the videos. Putting quotes. My favorite line from the video. And then that built out into some album reviews. Some good albums came out that year that I really wanted to talk about. So I reviewed them. And it started to get a little bit of steam. My friends liked it. And then my friend John, who is a co-host on the Crash Chords podcast, sat down with me one day, smacked me upside the head and said, you listen to 30 podcasts. Why aren't we making a podcast? (laughs) And so I was like, because I don't know how. He's like, we just do it. And that's why the first four episodes suck. Um, no, I'm, I'm being a little... Four. <laughs> uh, At least this is the first uh, 29. Have you, have you heard the first year of our podcast? <laughs> anyway, go on. So, so it was a little rough in the beginning. We tried doing news stories, but I realized I didn't give a shit, so why would the audience care? Yeah. And so it became the framework eventually of announcements, album, review, and then topic. Um, when we have a guest, we interview the guest. When the guest comes back for a second time, we've decided now, or in Nelson's case, a third, which I know he wants me to mention, um, <laughs> we will have the guest pick a topic about music that they want to talk about. If they can't think of something, then how music relates to them, their art, what they do, that kind of a thing. Um, 
But it started just as a blog that I didn't know what the hell to do with. And like a lot of things on the internet, I floundered until I found my footing. Um, I listen to music mostly the way people play video games, read books, watch movies. Like I can listen to music in the background, but I prefer taking it all in. I love when an album has a narrative because then there's a story to follow too, which is fun. But I listen to music very actively. I'm not as much of a passive listener. Mm. And that's kind of what drives me to keep doing it. And now I have two podcasts, one where we review an album every week, and at the end of every month we bring on a guest. In fact, the day this drops, we will be having Kita St. Cyr make her second <gasps> oh, appearance. Oh, I love she her. will be bringing a K-pop album called yes, Crush. she will. By a band called The Number Two, The Letter N, The Letter E, The Number One. Two N-E-1. Oh, yes. And so when you're done listening to this, go listen to that because I've already go. plugged this yeah. on that. And that's that's the that's the uh, mothership uh, Crash Courts podcast. Yes. Yeah. Then there's the sub. The sub one is the just straight up interviews. Right? Yes. That's... Crash Courts autographs. I started mostly for the selfish reason that I like to interview people and I think I'm OK at it. So. Yeah, you I, are great. No, I agree. Actually, actually that I, you, you do you do have a a, a, a very casual interview style. That yeah. that's very that's Mark very and I had a really good time when we were on the on the show. I'm glad. You're also very prepared. You 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 research <laughs> yeah. your 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 guests and you have uh, questions laid out. So you have kind of a guideline of where you're going to steer yeah. your your guests. Yeah. Once we started having a guest every month, I was like, maybe I should put some reins on this because it was a lot of like when Nelson was on the first time, we didn't even let the guests back then pick the album because we didn't know if they would want to. And at the time, Nelson hadn't really expressed something that he'd want to bring. He's like, yeah, I'll review what you guys do. And we ended up reviewing one of the worst albums I've ever heard. Holy crap, that was awful. Flying Lotus. And so I, after, I think it was after that episode of the next one, Steve was like, maybe the guests should pick the album. This way, at least they have some interest in it. And then going forward, if it sucks, we can all breathe it in together. Right. Because then they can totally punish you with Katy Perry. Which you did. Which we did, and it was the best day ever. The Afterbirth Monkey episode you yeah. reviewed. Katy Perry. Prism. Prism. Yeah, Prism. Which... I don't know if you still have residual Stockholm Syndrome feelings of Katy Perry. I actually <laughs> like her album, I think. I totally do. I'm is it, like, is her album really that bad? It's not, no, it's not it's that it was bad. No, it's actually really, it's really great. It, the problem but is being it's, trapped talking about it for about eight <laughs> hours. <laughs> it's not the worst pop music out there, that's it for sure. It actually isn't. Oh, I, I, I know. I love Katy Perry, Twitch Twitch. <laughs> I love her, Twitch Twitch. But going back to what... Um, Schaefer brought up about autographs. So the idea for that was, I know, honestly, it came from being in the burlesque community and the nerdcore community and being relentlessly friendly to a ton of rappers who I developed friendships with. Uh, Schaefer, Michael Kill, Cool Z, Tribe One. And I was like, hey, I could talk to these guys on the phone. Hey, I could record that. Hey, I could make that an interview. <laughs> and so it started the first yeah. episode. The reality of it was the first interview I ever did was I start, I also write for another site called Broken Records Magazine. A good friend of mine from high school named Scott Voweiler started it. It's mostly an online magazine. It used to be in print. And I wrote a few articles for them. Um, when I wrote, wanted to write one of the articles, I'd mentioned that I loved a band in high school called Head P.E. They were kind of this reggae, hardcore mishmash that nobody liked except me. But they were making a big comeback with a brand new album, and he had a connection. So he hooked me up with their bassist, oh. Mark. Um, his name is Mark Young, or Mark M-A-W-K is how he spells it on the album, because he's a dick. We talked about it. It was actually pretty funny. Um, so he's from the East Coast. He's from the East Coast. Um, and so 
I had that interview and we originally tagged it on as the topic segment of the main show. Instead of having topic, we had the interview. Yeah. And when Mark shared it with his Facebook friends and his fan base, that episode blew up. And I went, hmm. hmm. Yeah. I can get an audience by having a guest every two weeks. Maybe there's something to this. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. so I started making ways to do that. And since then, I've had, uh, we've had, I think the next episode will be the 14th inter- interview. It'll be out when, the, it'll already be out by the time this airs. And it'll be with Sulphur, the other half of the Thought uh, Criminals. The Thought Criminals, yeah. Um, I already yeah. interviewed Michael Kill. And um, so, yeah, we, me and him talked, spent an hour talking about Nintendo and then a little bit about music. Um, <laughs> did, did, he, did he bum you out? Do, who, Sulphur? Yeah, no, no, not Sulphur. Yeah, he's, uh, He's, his spirits are usually pretty high. Yeah. Uh, Michael Kill. Oh, Michael Kill. <laughs> no, he was actually the Eeyore of Nerdcore. <laughs> he was. <laughs> if you're not using that, start using it. Also, if you're not listening to this, please continue not listening to this. Um, no, he was actually in pretty good spirits. Um, I think one of the most um, fun interviews I did just because she was so energized and it was a blast was, and tough to keep up with was Christy B. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I love Chris. Oh. I love her, but she like, and I made the mistake of mentioning Scott Pilgrim because of the song oh, that you guys were on. I could have given you some notes. Yeah. That, be- that became the entire. <laughs> and interview. so, but she was she was the longest I think clocking in at uh, the closest to an hour. I usually try and keep it around forty five minutes or a half hour. Aww. Yeah, she uh, she's hard to keep up with. I, I could imagine interviewing her over the phone. Is she's hard to keep up with? She's hard to keep up with in person because yeah, yeah. it's it's thought. Impulse thought, impulse thought, impulse thought. And I'm still, I'm old. My synapses fire kind of slowly. I'm trying to like respond to like three thoughts back. I feel like she is who I would be if I hadn't moved to New York and let it just like embitter me. I, I actually I always feel that. I'm always like, oh, you're what could have been for me. I got I got to drink with her in Virginia when I was down there doing a oh, show. Oh, I bet it was awesome. And it was the most incredible uh, night so of my much. life. And I love her. also I was in uh, so much pain the next day. Because yeah. you couldn't keep up. I could not keep up with Miss Christy oh B. God. Yeah, she's um, a lot of fun. And that interview, your interview with her was great. Thank you. Um, and then also I had a milestone recently episode. I believe it was 12. Steve's better, my co-host on the main show. is much better at regurgitating episode numbers. We'll bring up an yeah. album and he'll go, oh, that was episode such and such. Like he's, he's like Rain the Rain Man, Man of podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did my first in-person interview for autographs with MC Lars. Oh. A couple months back and it aired... Uh, I think last week and uh, yeah that was a lot of fun we did it in his tour van after his show with MC Chris and Spose and uh, it was great it was cool to talk to him and do it in person and I think I'm going to start making moves towards getting more mics for the other podcast and try and start doing more in-person interviews for autographs as well so how frequently do the the autographs episodes come out they uh, go up bi-weekly because I want to still have a life how frequently do the regular Crash Chords episodes go up every week Every week. We've missed... So you are releasing six podcasts a month. Yes. I, I'm trusting your math, but yes. What is wrong with you? A lot. Yeah. Actually, I have, I have a follow-up question. Uh, why do you hate yourself? <laughs> I have a follow-up question to both of them. It's not even a question. Don't let them get you down. Just don't. I was going to try and frame it in a way that it was a question, but don't... Oh, good cop. Good, very good cop. Um, she's she's cuter than you guys are. I'm sorry. I love you guys. Also, who's your favorite podcaster? Yeah. Oh, oh no. no. Let's get no. to it. No, no. no. We're no, answering you this now, all three of us. We have money on this. Nobody's going to have. No. Ha- we, no. Nobody's going to be happy with the answer. No. Fuck you. Fuck no, you. One no. person will. One of us will yeah. be. No. Fuck you. If you don't settle this right now, we will knife each other. Then this can be my show and I can have a third show. 
Fuck no! This this will this is barely holding on by a rusty steel thread. So anyway, you were talking about the frequency. Right. Of my no. Podcast. Answer the question: Which one's your favorite podcaster? Go. Um, podcaster or person? Because it's different. Ooh. Okay. Oh I want to know. Just made it next or, level. Or, or or interview yes. subject. No, hold on. First of all, that who's, third who's, who's who's the who's your favorite person who's been on Crash Chords? Go. Out of the people in the room or ever? Ever. Out, out of the people in the room. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, My, I wanted it to so, be ever. I so wanted to I will start by telling you guys openly, they admit constantly who their favorite guest is. And My that is? Nelson Lugo. Hey! Wait, who says this? John everybody Steve. says Not Oh, everybody. you know what? Those guys' names are now forever going to be the other guys. <laughs> It's okay. They're already the other guys. Lugo was their favorite guest. Well, the thing about what do you live there now? No. Okay. No. no the, the, honestly, I'm just fucking no, charming as roommate. fuck, motherfuckers. Oh right. Um, no, they've mentioned Lugo a bunch before you both had been guests because um, he had been twice before you guys were guests. Yeah. Oh right. So it's a little uneven wait, scale. Wait, So I win by a fucking war of attrition? Wait, wait, wait. No, they. They no, really they liked you so much that you. they keep bringing you back, motherfucker. All right, right. You no, just right, won a victory, yeah. and now you're yeah. poo-pooing your own but, victory. But I will say... Excuse me. He wins, and then he questions it. Nelson Lugo. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the title of my biography. That's his biography. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to continue to answer these please, questions. Yeah, these please, yeah, please. questions. Um, the album of a guest that's been talked about the most by default, Nelson, is out because he was only rapped once. You lose. Oh. Um, was... They love they love the Afterbirth Monkey record, but Steve said on the episode after the episode when Schaefer was on, and now I get to embarrass him on the air. Steve said, "I like the Beastie Boys, but I wish we reviewed Schaefer's album because it's way better." Oh, yeah, my episode we did uh, check your head, and... and and Steve thought it was a little dated. He likes it. He appreciates what the Beastie Boys did, but after hearing um, Sick Passenger and me never shutting up about it, he loved the narrative. He loved. The, how personal it was, and so have you ever have you actually reviewed Sick Passenger yet? No. So I wanted to do a written review, but again, uh, I got lazy. Yeah, and wasn't yeah. writing. You got yeah. lazy six podcasts a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I try. I try to to not bring guests on with their music and review it on the well, spot. Well, no, no, that's because not then, fair. Because then it's not a review; it's an interview. And yeah, and I'd rather talk about your music, regardless of. Where the album stands, not every album's going to be perfect. Honestly, our five stars rating system that we use is an imperfect system. I give fives based on emotional connection, but Steve and John never gives fives. It, or I think they've given like two because they're more meticulous about their choices. Yeah. Um, whereas I, I really, if I connect 100% to a record, yeah, I feel it's a five in my book. We've also written articles that you can find on our site about how we rate individually. Yeah, but I think like an emotional connection is maybe one of the most important reasons to enjoy a piece of art. Yeah, no matter what it is, I I feel like it's that, pretty important criteria. That, yeah, like that experience. Of it you, is you guys, what I'm actually going to take you to task right now. Bring it. Wait, um, wait. What? No, we're not done with this because he said. Favorite guest, right, favorite me. album, right, and now we're gonna get to favorite person. Well, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, say. that's right. Yes, yeah, settle down, Lugo. What? What? No. What favorite person was not was not a criteria? Uh, anyway, I'm Matt gonna, Storm. I'm gonna amend favorite person to prettiest person, which is Charles Stunning. Oh, that's condescending. <laughs> She's upset with me. You know you're my favorite, Chuck. I can't tell them that. Yes, you can. Uh, too late. Nelson's uh, the you, favorite you person. You actually can. We're already oh. very aware. 
<laughs> that she's the favorite. Yeah, of course. Oh, we know. We fucking. Know. That's why you brought anybody her on. who's met the three of us. She's their favorite person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's already like stellar, but in a room with with Schaefer and I, the two curmudgeonly assholes, she just shines like a brighter jewel, like a little diamond. Yeah, compared to us, uh, you become like a different species. <laughs> I'm the thing at You're the like end of the picture of like the ape. Coming, yep. Coming yeah. It's yeah. like you guys at the back just like looking sad about right. Batman Inter- and it- me just like rising like a fucking phoenix. Internet, make that happen. Make an evolutionary scale with all of them <laughs> featured somewhere in it. Do it, please. please. It will be my wallpaper on my computer. Oh my God. Would, oh that's, a, that's a, that's a, that's a good with idea my, for with, photo so with my luck, I'm going to be like a zygote or something. Essentially... Congeniality for Lugo, talent portion <laughs> for me, and I guess I won the swimsuit competition. I am unsure. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's uh, how that works out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. They actually harmonized. I know, press. that was great. Um, You're well, going to take it to task now, Nelson? I'm going to take you to task now because yeah. I, I actually, I listen to Crash Course a lot. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, I still, like, I don't know how to take that. We've been getting fan mail and stuff recently and, like, actual artists yeah, get coming back to us and it's like, Oh, own people it. actually give a shit about what we do. No, own it. Fucking own it. Take what, that. What's that feel it. like? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shut up. I listen to every one of your episodes. You do? And see Muldrow. <laughs> basically, basically, what we're doing now is we're basically having uh, every listener As be a guest. guest. Yeah. And then we'll have no more listeners. Because uh, <laughs> there's only 12 of you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now we're 11. Not all listeners can become other hosts. That's true. Um, you, you guys at the Crash Chords do a thing that pisses me off. Okay. What? In that, in, in the same way that I can't listen to video game um, review commentary podcasts. Okay. Because they have been playing and thinking about video games for so long, they have lost complete connection with video games actually being fun. And they talk about it in a way that's so technical and so jargony that they will score things lower because of like some pixel count rather than the experience. You guys, maybe maybe not you so much because you're the emotional heart of the podcast. But like those, uh-huh, screw you, other guys. Yeah, screw <laughs> you, fuckwads. Uh, they they tech their technical jargon about every single song and every minutia about music 
makes me hate to want to listen to music the way they listen to music. That, I can't. I can't imagine. Hold on. I don't think I that that's, that's. I don't think that that's a problem with. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not them. Yeah. You just don't speak music. Yeah. They're not overdoing it. It's just a language you don't understand because you don't oh, really no, like no. music. They, yeah. No, it can't be. <laughs> yeah. Schaefer, it can't be Nelson. The, the that doesn't make any sense. The on the podcast <laughs> no, no, went away and just be like, um, no. People are speaking about music critically who have a passion for music. Right. You find them alienating because you don't share their passion. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. That's it. It's, yeah. They're, not, the way they're not... I don't like the way they talk about music, therefore it's wrong. Ah, there uh, it is. So, so... Well... But honestly, this is not a bad thing to bring up because I've had those moments. I've had moments where someone reviews a game... Right. And it turns me off to even wanting to play it, which is why I actually really like Zero Punctuation, because he's mostly just an asshole. And, yeah, he's yeah. great. And he's great for laughs. Wait, who? Um, Zero Punctuation. Zero punctuation. Uh, Yahtzee. Yahtzee Crenshaw. Yeah. He does YouTube reviews of Are video games. Are you speaking English, guys? What um, <laughs> but, but here's, Google it. But here's the thing about Crash Chords that I think has evolved over the years, and we've actually acknowledged that problem. Um, we also used to just listen to the album together for the first time together. And then review it. Right. And we realized we weren't letting it breathe enough. We weren't giving it enough understanding. Then we were listening to, we started listening to it multiple times before we got together and together. And we were over, we feel like we're overexposing ourselves to it. Okay. So there's this middle ground now where we're trying to find what works best for us. I, I can listen to music actively while doing other things because I focus in on it in a very different way. Um, I don't often take a lot of notes. I speak mostly from the heart and the head. Sure. Steve and John take a lot of notes, but also Steve has got a degree in composition. Like, he plays piano. He knows the notes. He knows the measures. I don't fucking know that shit. Right. But what we've tried to do, especially in the last year, is in the wrap-up and at the our year-end special where we go over everything and give booby prizes and actual awards, <laughs> we change our ratings. We admit that we're not perfect. And mm. some of the bands that we may have overrated or underrated, we change. Like, oh. I gave St. Vincent's record last year, which was fantastic, a five. And then there was an album that came out towards the end of the year that a fan re recommended that was better. And I went, well, fuck. I gave it a, the other one a five, and this is better. So I amended it. I said, mm -hmm. it's... It's a 475. It's almost perfect, but this album was perfect for what I wanted. That artist, by the way, is Owen Paulette, and the album is In Conflict. It was my album of the year for 2014. Nice. All right. But the thing is, I like that technical concept of your music reviews. I like to... I like learning how the sausage gets made. To be honest, <laughs> I like it. I, like, when I'm... When I'm reading a review about a movie, I don't just want to know about who was a really good actor in it, if the screenwriting was great. I want to know, like, was the cinematography awesome or did it suck? Because I think if you don't take those aspects into account, then you're not really fully experiencing something, you know, where where you understand that everything is a moving part to make a whole. And if you don't break that down in a technical way and look at something and go, well, maybe the meter of this song was not as strong as so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't want to technical jargon everyone, so blah, 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 because I'm the pretty one, not the smart one. Um, oh, not <laughs> shut up. Uh, but no, I think it's really important that if you're going to review something, you review all of something. Well, thank not, you. Just, yes. not just the, like, the the all encompassing way you felt about it because but there's also but there's but there's also a way of of doing that to the point where 
you're you're talking so much technical stuff. The technical. What am I saying? I, I, I disagree with you. I'm I, just I don't disagree over here as well. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that the Crash Chords talks about things too technically. No. I think that your understanding of music is just really pedestrian. It's just really going to pepper your. Well, opinion. that's yeah. And that's to, to the point where that's you true. have told me you don't like music. Yeah. You have said <laughs> those words to me. He said I don't them know on why the show. I, I don't think. know why you're listening <laughs> to a show where a, where a musician and, and hardcore music enthusiasts are yeah. deconstructing music. It's because, for people who like that's music. Like, that's like the person listening to us and right. they don't like comics. Or us. <laughs> or um, us. I will I actually, more the... I'll, I'll address what Nelson's saying because it's not actually that far afield, even though he's still wrong. Um, <laughs> is, yes. Important. Is, um, no. A victory every time I hear those words. <laughs> it's, um. <laughs> Happy birthday, Schaefer. <laughs> it's one of those things that, um, I, I understand where you're coming from. And I actually had a friend of mine who said to me, I, I really like your show, but I can't listen to it because it's two hours of you guys deconstructing an album. And I can't focus on it. I said, okay, don't listen. I love you still. You're still my friend. Don't listen. Listen to my other interview show. That's way more digestible. If I get that what we do is not for everybody, we're breaking an album down track by track. It's ludicrous. And we're not playing the music, though we are linking the Spotify playlist so you can listen right along with us. Hmm. But Mm -hmm. it... It, we want you want you to the ideal way I envision our audience listening to it because I don't do it this way because I make the thing but I imagine they listen they get to track one listen to us talk about track one and listen to track one and take turns or listen to the whole album first and then go into the show like why would you listen to a movie review before not seeing the movie why I guess that's another uh, question I have which is not because it, it, it's curious to me that you don't actually play any samples of the track, any snippets of the actual track you're talking about in the actual podcast. Well, so, that would just, that would take away the, that would take more time to do. Well, and in, also the podcast. In, in general, because like you have to like select the clip and edit it. And no, I mean, it. I get, no, I get. But like the way music is so easily accessed, that should not be their job. I suppose. No, you as, don't want a someone, snippet. I like, I like their. That's, that's like us having to include snippets from Gotham if we're talking about Gotham it it should be the responsibility well, of the listener there's actually a much simpler reason this, though well obviously it's like copyright copyright oh okay we can only play like 15 seconds and we can't describe a four minute track and play 15 seconds 30 seconds Wait, a minute whatever I just it is. generally assume that the listening audience is relatively interested in intelligence nope. like Nope, copyright. That's, that's what. No, I thought no. it was copyright. You're, as far as I understand, you can't play someone else's music without their consent. They could come after you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I think you can't do it if you are charging money for what you're doing. Well, we're asking for donations, so yeah, but that's not. Of. We aren't nerdy show is so we do whatever the shit we want. Well, also the reality is this: oh, when we have guests, we play their music if they're musicians, and I don't right. want to clutter the show because the show is two hours long. If we played the yeah. songs too, then it would be. Two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah, long. I like actually like Matt's business model here because instead of giving well, you no, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't up. like it. Instead I'm of giving you like, I it was asking a question. It was I not know. an opinion. No, no, no. Uh, let me explain. Well, it, it, no, please do it, because it, I'm going to well, hear it anyway. Your pin came across a little punchy. No, it didn't. I asked a question. I, I you're literally it. rolling up your sleeves as you're talking because right now. I hate you. Okay, he's he's actually wearing my band's shirt right now. I just want to recognize. I could see. I like this idea. I like I like Crash Chords business model because yeah. instead of just giving you like a, a snippet of the music, ten seconds of because the song, and listen to him talk about, about it, 
they're talking about it while giving you a Spotify playlist. So then you can yeah. listen to the songs and you can pause the podcast and listen to the songs and then go back and listen to the people talking about it. Yeah. You can open two windows. Ta dumb. Two bra- two tabs in your browser, and you can like toggle back and forth, and maybe like really get in there, and understand, yeah. listen to people deconstruct records. You don't records realize that I didn't to it. that I actually don't have an opinion or a judgment. I'm literally asking a oh. question. I know you realize that I literally realize that you are literally doing that, and I'm trolling you. Mom and dad are I fighting again. Literally, just gonna point out how many times you guys just said literally, which was a bunch. I did it to uh, mock what is him. This? How did this get made? Because that's not this podcast. Okay. But on that note, how did this get made is similar in business model to Crash Course, where they talk about a thing, and it mm-hmm. is up to you to research this and on your own along. and then follow along. Or you don't have to. That's what I like. You don't necessarily have to listen to the tracks to enjoy what they're saying to get, to get the interest out of it. But I appreciate, as a listener to podcast that someone has created an option for me to find what you are discussing but mostly i just like to hear people talk about stuff i listen to a lot of podcasts sure um <laughs> i like a lot of things um but yeah i mean i i think that what 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 comes down to why we do it every week and why we're so ingrained in it is because for a while so here's here's the doom and gloom the depressing part so Get ready. Oh, no. We have to do this. You're going to like this. Yeah. yeah. Welcome home, folks. Um, now we're back to our So when I was, and, and and she knows this. We've talked about how I, we had issues back then. But when I was with my ex, during the time when the podcast first started, I was really depressed. I was living with someone who I was not romantically really involved with anymore. We were just kind of living together. And I was depressed all the time. Mm-hmm. But every Monday, when John and Steve came over, I looked forward to yapping for two hours about music. And it really got me through that year. That and a few other things. Like, if it were not for that music that I'd been listening to at the time, I I don't I I have no problem saying I probably wouldn't be here. I was really struggling. Yeah. But I had the podcast, and it it made me want to work harder on it. And that's why it got bigger and developed. Um, and now I'm doing two shows because I'm crazy. I have <laughs> over the next two weeks four interviews scheduled. One on a weekend. So, you know, like you do. But that's why I release them bi-weekly, so I can not have to do more. You know, no, yeah, you kind of put them in the can and you can, yep. like, release them slowly. Like, the, yeah. the a lot of the ones that came out over the last three or four weeks had been months old. And But when I do the interviews, I tell the person I'm interviewing that this is going to come out. It's on a bi-weekly schedule, so they know. So they're not like, oh, um, when can I tell my fans about this? Although some are more eager than others, Sulphur has posted four times that he can't wait to share the interview Aww. with the audience. He's very sweet. I, uh, I, Sulphur's I, a good guy. I adore him. And he did an Ninja Turtles record, which, you know, for me is he sure did. more than enough. I, I had a conversation with him about how the he picked Tribe One to sing on that track with him when they did a track about Bebop and Rocksteady. Because mm-hmm. he thought Tribe One sounded like Rocksteady. No, I can see that. And I went, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's brilliant. More about that. Come uh, this past Tuesday. Go listen. Yeah, so tune into Crash Chords for the, for that interview and more. Um, yeah. uh, but I thank you guys for bringing me on here to chat about it because honestly, listening to your podcast, what I really get about it is besides knowing you three assholes. <laughs> yes, and, yes, and, and finally taking us to task. I think, finally, I think he's on to us. And 
can I tell you that every time you either give me a revelation or make me so angry because when you're talking about TV and nerdy stuff that I love, mm. I'm yelling at the computer like, no, you're wrong or you're right. Yeah. But my favorite yeah. moment was a couple months, about a month ago when Gotham first started or more than a couple months ago. My time frame is off. Sure. Nelson took the nerds to task by saying, if you're picking apart every little thing about the show, you're an idiot. Watch the show. And the night before, we had watched the episode where they incorrectly referred to Poison Ivy by her real name. And I was complaining about it. And I went, oh, my God, he's talking to me. I'm an asshole. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> oh, no. And I enjoyed the show a lot better. Please. Yeah, no, I was no, I was talking exactly to you. I sure. don't, don't let Nelson be your gold standard of how to live your life. Well, that was your first <laughs> well, that problem, never Matt. Happen. That was your first problem. Yeah, that uh, was. No. Why the fuck do we still do this podcast? Schaefer. I have no idea. Because <laughs> you enjoy talking to each other? Yeah, that's we not it. We can do that without microphones and headphones. Yeah. That's true. Because you know at least two people. Hi, C. Muldrow. I wanted to give you a shout out. Yeah! yeah. Uh, who, it's funny. We'll comment on the same posts on Facebook, and I want to send her a friend request, but I don't want to be a creep. But I'm like, I practically well, feel like I know you. You have here, to now. Here's, yeah. here's how you do. This is what I did when I joined the podcast. Seymour Drow, I'd love to be your friend on Facebook. Just say that. Uh, Seymour Drow, I'd love to be your friend on Facebook. Here Done. we go. There. She's um, welcome. She's going to stalk you now. It's going to be great. In that cute sort of Colorado But here, way. you know what? Now I'll take you guys to task and oh. explain to you why oh. you should keep doing this podcast. Because as oh. a fan oh. of everyone's work here, your music and burlesque, your magic and your hosting and Schaefer's hosting and music, if you're a fan of someone and they yap, you will listen because you're invested in their work. I have a personal connection to all of your works. I cried the first time I saw your magic show. Oh, dear. Um, Schaefer, I've told Schaefer many times, probably to an annoying level, that on certain <laughs> days, his music gets me through my rough days. Oh, me Rar too. still. Yeah. I yell it in public places because yeah, yeah. it's so much fun. Don't, don't, don't is my angry anthem for oh, 2015. Yeah. And then Chuck and Mark, they're two of the sweetest people I've ever met, and their record is legitimately hilarious I listen yeah. to a lot of comedy music yeah. but it's actually funny and I was so excited to be in the music video for It's Raining Dicks because I was a part of something that I enjoy so that's why you should keep doing the show because people are actually invested in you you assholes God damn it Matt fuck I'm the voice of reason and well no it's, it's well, there more goes than all that. the punchlines I had ready Ah, we I we had this like diabolical scheme that we were gonna like Pull make the plunger that we were gonna be like make you regret asking to be on this podcast for two years by getting on here and just trolling you the whole time and here you come out and you're like all prepared and you have all these like perfectly packaged really touching sentiments for all of us now I feel like a dick. Well, luckily, I still love you guys. Well, I don't. Okay. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait. Wow. No, I didn't mean that. Like, no, that's not what I was, I was starting. Like. I was I was talking to the voices in my head. No, thank you. I love you too, Matt. Um, uh, but I, but I, 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 I don't want to troll you, but I, I do still want to ask you uh, difficult, ugly things. Yes, And uh, please do. I just want to inform you before we ask this that we do have a bleep button. Yeah. Okay. Who was the worst interview subject you have ever had on your podcast? Oh, yes. And you will bleep it out? Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll oh, yeah, out. totally. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We've, we've gone on tirades that have never Well, I know. I remember. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> the last episode this. where you guys talked about burlesque <laughs> and mentioned names. Yeah. <laughs> I know the names you mentioned because I've had issues with those <laughs> yeah, people, too. Yeah, you do. You do. So, I, I thought about no. it. Actually, when I was editing it, I was like, 
of our listeners, Matt Storm's probably going to understand what's Who's underneath here? that bleep. Yeah. yeah. So oh, no, let me uh, remind me to come back to this when we're okay. When we're here. But um, so the most difficult guests we had because they insisted on not bringing an album, and I adore them as people. Um, they run a blog called. <laughs> their names are, <laughs> and they are expert bloggers. They do show recaps. They're wonderful. They wanted to do a playlist that they built based on the love between Rose and the Doctor. Which, I love building playlists, and I get that. I get creating a narrative in a playlist. And I was all for it, but the problem was... Wait, it, sorry, sorry. That's a thing? Like, people make playlists based oh, on some, yeah. I have like, a shipping puppy cat relationship? Playlist, um, it's the best playlist I have four ever. playlists it's about so me and expressing my personality. Oh. Well, that's different. Well, that's different. Dude, I go on that's, Spotify, and I'm, I'm like, dork. playlist, playlist, no, playlist. No, no, that's different. That's, that's creating a playlist buster. of stuff you want to listen to, right? Because yeah. it speaks to you. I'm talking specifically like creating playlists for like a love yeah. relationship between Batman and Catwoman. Is yeah. that a thing in the it's world? Yeah. If you can make fanfic really? about that stuff, why couldn't you make a playlist? I'd yeah, it's easier. You just drag and drop. You don't have to type I words. Yes, I guess it just never occurred to me that kind I of mean, thing. to be honest, the penny whistle solo in My Heart Will Go On always makes me think of Batman <laughs> and Catwoman. <laughs> uh, nice pull. Nice pull. Oh, um, but just so. Like, uh. So they so were tragic. they were they weren't too difficult to interview, but their uh, their choice was horribly hard to review because we're reviewing individual tracks that are only connected by this overarching narrative, which I was very familiar with, and Steve was very familiar with, and so was John because we're all Doctor Who fans. Sure, mm-hmm. but it wasn't an album. There is no arc. There is no theme. How many tracks? Uh, it was like eighteen. <sighs> Damn. Damn. And so it was a lot. And so Steve pretty much said after that, never again. Which is fine, and honestly, I don't think they're listening to this. And even if they do, they know that I love them, and I've had... They, they know that the, this opinion exists. Um, it was just a really difficult show to do, because it wasn't part of our framework. I feel like it's also peppered with their own personal slant about it, and not, here's this cohesive piece of art that we can just talk about in a... In, in a clinical way where it was like, no, this song relates to this relationship because right. there's this line that says this. Because I would imagine you're, you're talking less about the music and more about the Just, stylistic choice. Yeah, the emotional It was emotional both. Pull. We were still trying yeah. to yeah. review the music, yeah. which is what we do, but it was harder on a song-to-song level. Yeah. I will give you the answer that you want, though, of who is the worst interview I ever did because he will never listen to any of my shows. It was um, one of the autographs interviews I did. Uh-huh. And the guy meant really well, and I was a, I'm a huge fan of his music, and he's had some hard times. It's not anybody you guys know. Um, his name is He's the lead singer of a band called and they've broken up like three times. And he's bitter and he's cranky. And I interviewed him and like there was cursing the government talk. There was buy my music talk. Like he had a tirade about torrent, torrent culture. He's He was very sweet to me. He was just very bitter. And I think it's because he... He's recently coming off of bad habits and going through getting better. And so he's very raw. And he was happy to do the interview because they had a new album out. Right, right. But a lot of it has fallen on him also because he writes 10 songs a day, so he said. Mm -hmm. He has archives of music that may never see the light of day. And he writes all the music for his band. His band is literally just his live touring band. Right. Which was the problem in the past is he did all the writing and his band was like, well, what about us? He's like, you can contribute if you want, but I know what I'm doing. And there was conflict, but he also is a talented musician. And so that was the hardest interview to do because most of the time it was tangents and trying to reel him in. Right, right, and right. And the right. best ones are when it's a conversation. I mean, yeah. Schaefer had to leave early when he was on the show because he was going to a K-Flay concert, which I'm still jealous about. Oh, that's right. And so I did a phone interview with him a few days later and we subbed it in. I've done that a few times. 
talking to Schaefer on the phone, I was like, oh, yeah, this is recording. Because we were just bullshitted most of the mm-hmm. whole time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should ask him questions about his stuff. <laughs> um, Why? Which is kind of my favorite kind of interview. Like Michael yeah. Kill, sure. Tribe One. Like people that I have friendships with, it's like, oh, we're just going to chat about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, even when you both were on, um, Nelson and Chuck, when you guys were on, we'd already had established a friendship, though Nelson likes to deny that he loves me. I know he does. I don't love you. Uh, he has a hard see. time oh. expressing that to people. Yeah, it's um, really bad. It's I hate fine. everybody. I, I it's say fine. I love you. I gave him a hug and he, and he goes, refused it. It's fine. I know. Okay. No, but, but, yeah, I don't you? like touching Question people. Mark? Yes, but, he does. But He's just being <laughs> But we had wonderful conversations because I had already built up a rapport, and it was a blast to talk to someone you know because then you can right. let everyone else know them as well. Yeah. yeah. Any other hard hitting questions? I'm excited to well, hear. Well, who's who's like who's like your wish list guest that you probably will never get in a million years but you would love to interview them um there are a ton i mean it's funny my favorite musician of all time is kind of nerdy uh nerdy in the fact that he's an older musician he's been around for a while but he's not super old classic rock musician my dream interview of all time life or death would be freddie mercury because he's in my opinion the best singer to ever live sure period um but one of my dream interviews would be interview either jonathan davis of corn because i've been listening to them since they started even the shitty albums (laughs) <laughs> and there are quite a few of them. And the other one is a more politically correct, I guess. He's a pop star now. He was an alternative music scene guru in the back in the day. But Rob Thomas, the lead singer of Matchbox 20, oh. is one of my oh. music idols. When I have delusions of grandeur that I can actually sing, which I can't, um, I like to mimic his style. Um, okay. I grew up listening to a lot of alternative music. Like My core grouping of music that I listened to growing up in high school was either... New metal, like Disturbed, Corn, Godsmack, all that stuff that didn't survive past like 10 years later. And Matchbox 20, Third Eye Blind, and Eve 6, these alternative bands that eventually went pop, or, well, mostly they all just went pop. That's where, like, my heart lies. I've discovered so much more since then, and I listen to everything. Although it feels like my adult life has been dominated by hip-hop. I listen to so much rap music now, because I realized, oh, as a white nerd, I can listen to rap music and even like it. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I had bad experiences with it growing up where I, I felt like I couldn't listen to it. I guess it's nobody's fault. Scenes are scenes. I mean, you yeah. know, metalheads do the same thing. Yeah. But, um, but I've, like, most of the time it's like, it's to the point where when I'm in the car with my fiance, Sarah, even if she doesn't know the song, she knows the artist. Like, she's called Adam Warrock my comfort food band. Oh! Because when I can't figure out what, to, when I'm scrolling through my iPod and can't figure out what to listen to on my entire library of over 5,000 songs that's on my iPod, I always go to him. Mm-hmm. And she that's makes fun choice. of me for it. Yeah. I'm going to try to get him to adopt that as a tagline because Adam Warrock is kind of like, can be kind of comfort food for me too. He, his, oh, absolutely. Yeah, because me too. The, I like, what I like about a lot of nerdcore rappers is that they also rap about their shitty personal experiences. Yeah. And they're very relatable. I, Dr. Awkward does it. Schaefer obviously does it. You know, Adam Warrock, Michael Kill. Yeah, Tribe One. Tribe One. Yeah. Um, the, have you guys seen the video for Internal Organs? The oh, yeah. The Shark Attack? I cried. Like, it's, it's so just good. So it's so touching. It's so yeah. freaking good. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, he, it just came out last week. Um, it's, it's just Tribe One, like, being a dude on screen and singing from the heart Aww. and walking around and there's some black we'll put and white it, We'll cuts. put it in the show notes. We'll put, put it in the, it in the show, show notes. notes. Yeah. Um, and, like... I like being able to, obviously, as I said before, I like really being able to relate to music. And what I really like about a lot of nerdcore rappers is they do a lot of personal stuff. Not all of them do, which is fine also. Video games and and movies are important too. But um, 
But yeah, I like being able to relate to it. Is uh, is there a specific, is there a music genre that? Well, here, like, it's a two part question. Okay. Is there a particular genre that you just don't like at all? What is the f- what is this word? What genre? Sorry, genre. 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 Thank you. Thank Sorry. you. I was just like, what is he saying? Is there a particular there? genre of music that you don't listen to at all or don't like listening to? And is there something that you were really, really keen on at one point and now like you just can't listen to it? I'm going to tack on another question because I wanted to ask this question. Is yeah. there one musical artist that you, if you had the chance just to look at them and be like, retire, please just retire. Third <laughs> question. If there's, if you could only have one fruit for the rest of your life, what would it be? Go. Go. Okay. First of all, okay. the first, the one fruit would be cantaloupe because it's my favorite fruit. Oh, he answered my question. First. Damn, son. Okay, anyway, go on. Um, so, yes, there was a music genre until recently that I didn't listen to at all, and it was country. I just didn't like it. Right. But what I like about a lot of modern music is there's a lot of fusion and there's a lot of mix. And also, I realized I just needed to listen to other stuff that was in the vein of country that was better. I listened to, I never listened to folk either, not because I didn't like it, like it but because I just didn't really listen to a lot of it. it but, I mean, it has a lot of its roots in, in that, like, that whole country thing. And so. so I'm since I'm marrying someone who plays folk music in the last year, I've listened to a lot of folk music and fell in love with it. Yo, I'd just like to send a shout out to Sarah Biz right now. Sarah what what? S Biz? What's up? <laughs> I am going to come see you play. I promise. All right, go on. Swear um, And so I went back and started listening to some more country and some of the more modern stuff is actually really good because they're, they're letting other interview influences bleed in. Mm-hmm. There's an artist I interviewed named Eric Neff who we also did an album review and put a quote from Steve's written article about his album in their tagline for their album release, which was amazing. And I've shared everywhere. Um, It quotes Crash Chords, but it's Steve's quote from the article. Um, Oh, no, it says Steve Nagel of Crash Chords, which is amazing. He does this kind of pop country fusion. He even does a really awesome cover of Shout on his record. And it's like he just, by Tears for Fear, Shout. Oh, thank you. Shout. Let it all out. Um... Wow, I sang on the air. That'll never happen again. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we got the get, guys. Scoop. We got the get. Um, and I found that I just like good country was what I realized. Yeah. Um, an album, a genre I fell out of love with was new metal and rap rock. I really loved Linkin Park in the early days because they were doing something kind of unique and they were completely opening a vein on every album. But once it became overproduced and prepackaged and Mike Shinoda stopped showing up and... Chester Bennington, the other lead singer, the melodic lead singer, started singing on other projects and not giving a shit as much. Their albums tanked, and I just didn't love it as much. Um, Limp Bizkit, I liked unironically their first two records and then <laughs> liked ironically their third record, and now I just don't like it all. all Though right. I will from time to time listen to Roland because it was The Undertaker's theme when he, used to re- <laughs> when he was wrestling. Another nerd level. Sorry. You're Sorry, fired. That, that, just, that just took me back to like school days. You're fired. Get the American fuck out. The American out. badass. Oh, um, God. And, oh. Um, and then who I wish I could tell to retire. That's tough because there are a lot of artists that I feel Wait, is like. Is that Chuck's question? Yeah, yeah. that's my who, question. Who, who, who could retire? Yeah. If you could just be like, nah, just retire. Just, just Honestly, stop making music. There's, there's one band that really disappointed me because they were so talented that I might say it to and they've not even been around a long time. I love The Killers since they started. Oh, yeah. And their most recent record was atrocious. So atrocious that when John was writing up the review at my apartment, because we were hanging out and he was listening to it and writing it up, it's a written review on the website. I asked four times, is this the same song? It had been 30 minutes. Uh, So. Also, I'm mad because they never answered the question if we are human or if we are dancer. (laughs) (laughs) 
pretty it, mad it was about a, that still. It was, it was a bummer because I like their music and I think they're really talented, but their third album was, or fourth album, I lost count, was a glorified arena rock album. Uh, and I don't need that. I already have ACDC and they'll do it better than they ever will. Truly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just Jock Jam. So, That's it. So We're that, done with that. Jock Jam. <laughs> so, we don't need any more so innovation yeah, no. on that front. And I'd probably also say it to this band that's parading around as Queen with other singers. I'm sorry. I have a rant that you can't call yourself Queen without Freddie Mercury because I love Brian May and I love the rest of the band, but that voice is uncomparable to anything else, and he's the defining member of Queen. Wait. Didn't they like hire like an American Idol contestant yes. to, like sing with them? I was enraged. Wait, the surviving what? members of Queen are still doing Queen. Yes, yes, and they toured with another singer. I, I, I was, and I was angry because yeah. Freddie Mercury is my Adam Lambert. I guess I mean is that his name? I think so. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I guess I'm not. I'm not angry because I mean, ultimately, they're a business now. You know what I mean? If Steam Powered Giraffe toured with all new members and the spine was gone, would you still be happy about it? Well, it's not. And claim themselves to be Steam Powered Giraffe. Well, then they're just a cover band, and I don't. I don't mind cover bands. Oh God, you know. (laughs) I remember the early 2000s. The the surviving members of the Doors went on tour, and they took took Ian Asbury from the Cult as their vocalist. They dug him out of a grave. He seriously went on stage every night and didn't just like sing Jim Morrison's parts, but like put on like a Jim Morrison costume. Oh God, it hurt. It hurt. I remember seeing the press photos and just being so embarrassed for every single person involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's a there's a lot of bands out there like like you know Glass Light and the Pips like. You know, are, are still touring because they're still surviving pips. But that, that <laughs> you know, that's different. And here's how it's different. And okay. I'll get a little nerdy on you. Go for it, because it's what I do. Right. Um, with Queen, they're still claiming to be Queen and not putting out new music. They're just playing the old stuff with yeah. a new singer. Bands like Alice in Chains, who I love, and it's also grunge is one of my favorite genres too. Except Nirvana, fuck Nirvana. They're overrated. I said it. <laughs> um, Boom, internet. Huh. Boom. How about that? Take that, Kurt. Cobain. How about that? Um, but wow. but and I just probably made a lot not of proud. not friends. But anyway, um, Who Al- cares? Al- this podcast is not about nobody listens friends. to this anyway. Allison Chains, their lead singer Lane Steele died, um, yeah. drug overdose. Yeah. And they have a new guy whose name I'm blanking on, who came on and they just made more music. His style is similar to Lane uh, Lane Steele's because that's the kind of band it was. But they made new interesting music together and that like if you want to still call yourself Allen's in Chains do something don't call yourself the same band and just stagnate in your hits oh you know who's, who's a great example of doing the thing that you would prefer in that scenario ACDC who you just referenced yes. like yeah. they have half not even half their catalog like a third of their catalog with Bon Scott and then he died and the next consecutive year they got a super fan named Brian Johnson to be their singer and he's the guy who has done like the lion's share of ACDC, ACDC most of the known hits were his. Yeah. So, essentially, the lesson is, musicians... <laughs> Don't die. No, no. That's not... No. <laughs> that, too, because if Freddie Mercury Always were die. alive today, music would be completely different. <laughs> Take your heroin and... Wait, I don't know. What, what's the point you're trying to make? I, I... Well, number one, please don't put words in my mouth. Too late. Number two... I'm just saying, if you want to continue with a particular brand, innovate that brand. Yep. Don't just rest on your laurels. How is that by how? by? Well, the fact that like his Matt's problem with the new Queen is that they're not making any new Queen songs. They're just sitting on 
the cash cow that is the well how's what how is that created. any different than like you know glass night in the pips where there's like one surviving pip just the, doing because the pips don't matter it's gladys knight you can't have gladys knight in the pips without the gladys knight you can have a whole bunch of pips name a pip <laughs> name a pip i can't name any name pips. another member i and I, I i the internet will start screaming at their computers right yeah, now but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but you, because they can do this and you can't right name another member of queen or the doors i i can't see you can't do see, that no no but you need but the thing is like if you're gonna pin your brand to a face right or a name right and that face or name is no longer a part of it. You have to innovate your brand. Yes. It works even you when they to. don't die. I mean, yeah. U2 is stagnated. We reviewed one of their albums last year and we crapped all over it because the one innovative song was the only innovative song. I heard a rumor that uh, that Bono's going to just quit music. We can only hope. The best thing the best thing U2 has done in the past 10 years is that show in Times Square where Bruce Springsteen sang with them. That, yeah. yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yep. That was Done. it. Yeah, they even made a crappy musical that nobody liked and that almost got actors killed. Oh, that's killed. right. I remember it, it, that. Bono and The Edge wrote the music for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. I what? wanted to see to make fun of and no one would go spend $40 to troll it. I... That's I sometimes I get sad about the number of Spider-Man things that I have to pretend don't exist in order to keep loving, <laughs> loving Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, that's it's a, the that's a challenging I'm, fandom, Chuck. I'm looking at you, oh. Spider-Man 3, Amazing I, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man... Tr- stop making <laughs> shitty Spider-Man things or else I'm going to have to stop liking Spider-Man. Read Ultimate Spider-Man. It reinvigorated me. It's so good. It's so good. That comic good. reinvigorated yes. me. Why, right. yes, yes. Uh, well, I've run out of questions. What, what do you got Matt I'm thoroughly Storm. satisfied. Have you had a good time? Yes. This Great. has been amazing. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on. Um, you're a good guest. Here, it's, it's, you're a good guest um, because you did the bulk of our work for us. <laughs> See, here's the thing. You know how to interview guests. We don't. And now no, three of us interviewing it w- at you at once, that doesn't like, we don't morph and like turn into like Captain Planet or something. We're not like, the Voltron of interviews. No, no, we, we <laughs> no, are, no. we're not. We are good. You don't form the head. Opposite. We no. know what our skill sets are and I, it's all of the things that we do outside of this podcast. So we aren't good at interviewing guests and you <laughs> are a great interviewer. So that was a challenge and you did most of our work by just so, folks, uh, if if uh, if if you're listening to this and you're not listening to Crash, Cor- Crash Chords, you are doing yourself a great disservice. It's CrashChords.com, correct? correct? Yeah. And it's also on iTunes correct. as well. I recently, because I'm a dummy, really? uh-huh. got connected the web posts to iTunes um, in in the posts. Yeah. Like three weeks ago. But we've been on iTunes <laughs> for years, but so I couldn't a, figure out a, how to link it on the website. So there's three years of back catalog uh, that they can all go back and listen to. Yep. Um, uh, our three-year anniversary will be this July. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So check it out. Crash Chords and Crash Chords Autograph. Yes. Um, and also the site has a lot of wonderful written content as well. Uh, so check it out. If you, um, if you want to go so, back in time, one of my first in-person interviews that I typed up and took forever was with Schaefer the Dark Lord. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, yeah, yeah. many years ago. We, three. we sat down There's at three, uh, three. an Irish-American <laughs> pub uh, on Wall Street. They've been on your podcast more than once? No, no, I've been on the podcast once, but I was interviewed for the blog. I wrote up oh, before the okay. podcast started. I, was, I had to take two hours say, of yapping like, and turn it into a written interview. Back. <laughs> Oh, I will. I I am saying on the show officially. I want to have you all back on this year, if possible. Um, 
I was going to have Nelson on, and then he canceled last minute, but yeah. I'm not going to call him out on the show. Oh, wait, I just did. It's fine. He admitted it. See, this is why I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, um, no, don't blame him that you're a giant flake. Come on. Uh, <laughs> no, that was back when I was in the hospital it, it's oh. with true. hospital-related things. God. It was. It was. <coughs> cancer. Oh, wow. You didn't have lung cancer. Yeah. I, well, balls, ball sacks don't make noise. Sorry, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, no. Cancer. Uh, that's wrong. I'm bleeping that out. But, no, you're but, not. But I would love you're to have right, you I'm all not. back on. Um, I, of course, would love to have Afterbirth Monkey together, but I'd like mm-hmm. to have you on solo to talk about burlesque and your burlesque shows and your other shows that you do without Afterbirth Monkey. I'm a giant um, hyphenate, guys. Um, true. You are <laughs> a giant hyphenate. All right. Uh, so any, any big things that are coming up for Crash Course that you want to plug? Um, we have a bunch of really great interviews coming up on autographs, as I think I mentioned earlier, but in case I didn't, because I don't remember. Beefy is going to be on the show. Oh, Beefy! Um, Love Beefy. I'm stoked to have on. I loved his new record that came out last year. Um, uh, an artist named Shy Boy. He was the lead singer of a band called Hypnogaja that's since kind of been on hiatus, but he has a bunch of solo work. His last two albums both were about space or related to space. He kind of does this ethereal love rock and emotional stuff. Oh, I mean, that, I need to check that out. And it, his newest album is called Lost in Space. He'll be on. Adam Warrock, I'm finally getting on. <gasps> nice. Scheduling issues, and he had a really busy end of the last year, so he's finally coming on the show. Um, as I mentioned, Sulphur will be out by the time this goes up, and um, I plan to try and start doing some more in-person ones as well. Um, as far as big interviews on the main show, we're having Kita St. Cyr. It's out now. Go listen. She's awesome. It's out right now. Go get it. She's so snuggly. We'll put it in the show notes. We're having yeah. um, a gentleman named Painless Parker. He plays in the Wasties with my fiance in that band, as well as solo. He does a very awesome steampunk act, and he does great, great music. He's a mandolin player. Um, Robert, who is the guitarist from the Wasties, also has a solo prog rock career in a band called The Rose West. He's coming on as well this year. Um, and Anders of the Way Station, I'm hoping to have on this year, because I've been chasing wow. to get him on, and he's a flake. That is a lot of gets. Holy crap. So Who who do we have on our show in the future? We don't uh, We never we never Can I come back? Yes. We're gonna answer some fan questions next know. month. We got nothing. I heard you got a great one from one guy. We did, and I'm excited. I have I, I have a great interview uh subject, a great guest lined up, but I'm just waiting until we can legally have her. <gasps> oh, I know who it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, do I know who it is? Yeah, no, we'll we'll we'll, oh, we'll talk about yeah. stuff. Oh. We we can't oh, have her yet yeah. legally, but I'm coming for you. Yeah. Oh, that was creepy. I don't want to. That was that a little was creepy. Wait, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm very excited about having you as a guest yes. on our program. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's delightful and very intelligent. Uh, you can have hugs from me. Last question, Matt Storm. In regards to the Epic Podcast, fuck Mary Kill. Go. Uh-huh. Don't answer that. Don't no, no, no. Yeah. no, answer that. No we'll, no. we'll bleep all the names. Go. No, well, it doesn't matter. The people in the room are here. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Bleeping the names fair. won't matter. You can't bleep them from that's life. That's not fair. That's. <laughs> fuck. No, you just have to wonder. Now I need to know. All right. Well, I guess no. that's it. Uh, I guess we're out. Uh, so uh, thank you so much, uh, Matt Storm. Nice. My pleasure. Matt Storm from Crash Cards. Thank you so much for being on the program. Oh, thank you so, so much handsome. for having the Epic Podcast. Let's have him again. Once again, we would like to thank Matt Storm of Crash Chords for being our guest on the program this uh, month. I just loved that. That was invigorating. It was a good way to start 2015, for I'm, real. I'm, I'm happy he's not here so I can finally uh, just admit that he's a great guy and I like hanging out with him 
and he's a, he's a genuinely nice person. You were kind of crotchety to him while he was here. Now that he's yeah. gone, you can be nice to him. Yeah, you have so many issues. I have. I, I need to maintain my street cred. I. Yeah. No. You don't know what those words mean. Just. I know what they mean individually. Well, I'm just gonna take a time out. Um, can I just bring it back real quick and just say <laughs> I texted Christy B while we were recording and she loves us too. So. Oh, Christy B. Yeah. Shout out to Christy B. Christy Are we going to do Christy B shout outs now every damn show? This one. All right. Uh, Maybe the next one. We don't know. All right. So let's talk. Let's, let's wrap this up. We've been talking too long. Um, what do you, what do you plug in? What do you, what shows you got coming up? Chuck, go. Me? Oh God. Okay. Fuck. You're going to let Chuck go first? Well, she's like, because she's got 30 days worth of stuff to talk yeah, about. Fair enough. But. Then everyone's going to be asleep by the time you guys are plugging stuff. Yeah, but I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to eat a sandwich tomorrow. All right, sorry. Go on. Um, So this evening, if you're listening to this in the morning, I am... That uh, is Thursday, January 29th. 29th. I am going to be at the Excelsior Best Of show that got rescheduled to tonight... I'm doing Basil Fawlty, so watch me be an angry British man and throw my pants around. It's weird. On February 1st is another Raunchy and Risqué, which is the comedy show that I am a part of that has burlesque in it. Uh, Hopefully I won't murder any comics like I want to most of the time. Uh, On February 6th, it is my best friend Sherry Cole's birthday. Wish her joy. On the 11th of February, I will be the kitten for Livin' La Vida Chola, which is being produced. <laughs> what the yes. fuck? Yes, it's a burlesque <laughs> show being produced by Way Mess and Ginger Twist uh. and Corvette LaFace. It will be the premiere of <laughs> my alter ego, Jesus. Jalapeno Business. Deal with it. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That is problematic on so many levels. I can't even <laughs> be- Wow. All right. Keep going. <laughs> Let's get through this. I know. I look at it and I cry a little. Um, on the 12th, I will be hosting a brand new show called Bells and Whistles, which is being produced by Lefty Lucy. It's going to be at Pangea. Um, watch me do the thing I like to do most, which is make mouth sounds into microphones. Uh, February 15th is another raunchy risque. That one's going to be filmed. So if y'all could come out and like support, we're going to do a scissor reel. So please... Please come out. I promise it's going to be a really good one. On the 21st, I will be in Kingston, New York, as a part of Excelsior Burlesque's Trek Burlesque. Then I will be at Bells and Whistles again on February 25th. And then on the 28th, which is the last day of the month, I will be in Philadelphia as part of the They Might Be Giants Weird Al Yankovic Burlesque crossover called They Might Be Weird. I may or may not be using the They Might Be Giant songs, Bangs. Because I have bangs. And that's what I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's that's a lot. I know. I hope I did it fast enough. You did a good job. Uh, um, the only, the one and only thing I'm going to be plugging is my show, Gathering the Magic, opening on January 30th and having nine performances that culminate on February 15th. Go to nelsonlugo.com for information. You can also go to thetank.org for, um, for the actual venue information, uh, because my show is part of their um, flagship uh, theater series called Flint and Tinder. So if you're in New York or any of the surrounding areas are going to be in town, come to Gathering the Magic. 
On Saturday, January 31st, I will be hosting the Pink Room Burlesque's fourth annual Miss Twin Peaks pageant at Joe's Pub in NYC. This is Francine the Lucid Dreams ongoing show, and every year there's a Miss Twin Peaks pageant. I will be hosting this show as two beloved characters from Twin Peaks. On Saturday, February 7th, I am going to open for Nelson Lugo's <laughs> Gathering the Magic at the Tank Theater. I am going to do some material that he will probably wish I won't do. Like what? I don't know. I just asked you during the break if I could do all of my most offensive material, and you asked me to play it a little more safe. So Did I? No, let's pretend you did, though. Okay. On Tuesday, February 24th, I will be appearing in Rabbit Hole Productions' Let's Talk About Sex at the Parkside Lounge, where I will be debuting a brand new song, and it's real, real, real filthy. (laughs) And that's it. I'm just going to keep growing a beard and get fat. You'll do one of those two I'm trying to do both. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm at, like, the rising action of my storyline. They're sort of in the denouement. (laughs) (laughs) You can cut that out if you want. I just, that was that observation I made. Folks, next month is Valentine's Day. Yes. Yes. So we would like to revisit an episode we abandoned months ago, and we asked you to send in your love and sex advice questions. It's not that we abandoned it, more that we just... We, we moved it. We, we, we rescheduled we it. We relocated it. We relocated it because we didn't get enough results. Now, if you sent questions back a couple of months ago, love and sex advice questions, not career advice questions. Uh, <laughs> or dick pics. Or dick pics. If you have questions that you would like us to answer about your relationship or sexual practices or love and romance or if you want to ask questions we're not qualified to answer about these things, yep. please send them to us at epicpiecast at gmail.com. If you sent us questions months ago, we are going to read those. We promise. Yes. But we need you to send us more so that we have an episode's worth of material next month. Otherwise, it's just going to be us uh, rapping. Yeah, please think of it this way. If you send us a question, it's like you're our guest. <gasps> yeah. Oh, look at that. And if you don't send us questions... Lugo is going to ask the two of us questions that are going to sound ridiculous and are actually going to be sincere. Yeah. Don't do that to us. Let us not help you instead of not helping him. Let us keep up our our facades and our superficial friendships over here. Come on. Thank you. And on that, I'm going to say this has been the Epic Pie Cast. Episode 29. I've been your host, Nelson Lugo. I've been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I have been your other, other host, Charles Stunning. Be safe, Internet. Did you know the first written recipe found in the world was from Mesopotamia, and it was for beer? Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Pie Cast. We'd love to hear from you, our loyal listener. So send us your feedback, love mail, hate mail, dick pics, and recipes to epicpiecast at gmail.com. But seriously, don't send us dick pics. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or directly donating to the network. 
Any sized contribution gets you exclusive nerdy show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of the Epic Piecast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Hey, listen to this. Yeah. And we'll be Look. right back after this break. Wait, I'm sorry. I actually want to hear. Okay, what? I feel like I'm the only actual person who just got punished with that moment. Oh, because you're wearing... I am wearing headphones. So I think you were you were out to punish the wrong person. Because I just... That was his pterodactyl scream. Uh, I just have... Uh, sorry, Chuck and both of our listeners. I made a poor choice. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 